Want the bank named Gambit's best financial institution for 2016? Then you want Whitney Bank, with more than 40 branches in the New Orleans area. So stop by today. Learn more at HancockWhitney.com. Member FDIC. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Like all creatures on Earth, humans have differences of opinions that we settle with shows of physical strength. Unlike all the other creatures on Earth, we've figured out how to turn these fights into spectacles that involve huge amounts of money, and we call it sports. At one end of the spectrum, there are competitive contests that don't involve much in the way of physical contact, like tennis and baseball. At the other end of the spectrum, there's boxing. Two people follow strict rules about smacking each other in the face and around the body, and it has given the world one of the most beloved sport heroes of all time, Muhammad Ali. Here at home in New Orleans, one of the things boxing has given us is an old-school boxing gym called Le Boxer. It's on a fittingly ramshackle block of Claiborne Avenue, and you can imagine Rocky walking in there. One of the most interesting things about the humble-looking Le Boxer is it's the home of a device called the Flex Mitt. The Flex Mitt is an evolution in boxing training that is being picked up by trainers and gyms around the U.S. The manager, trainer, co-founder of Le Boxer and inventor of the Flex Mitt is Matt Nussbaum. Matt, welcome to Out to Lunch. Great to be here. An invention like the Flex Mitt starts out as an idea. Transforming an idea into a product takes, among other things, money. In places like Silicon Valley, people with great ideas walk well-worn pathways that lead to venture capitalists famous for taking risks on products they believe in. Here in New Orleans, it's not quite so easy to find that adventurous investor. And those investors who do live and work here are not exactly household names. For example, it's more than likely you have never heard of an investment company called ERG Enterprises. ERG Enterprises invests in a wide range of New Orleans businesses to the tune of around $500 million. They're investors in real estate and businesses that include the Windsor Court Hotel, the Orpheum Theater, the Omni Royal Hotel, the Pontchartrain Hotel, and Tipitina's Music Club. They're investors in an education startup, a luxury aviation company, movies, medical research, a hospital, a bank, an oil and gas company, and more. Much more. The chief operating officer of VRG Enterprises is Barrett Cooper. Barrett, welcome down to lunch. Peter, thanks for having me. Now, Barrett, ERG are the initials of a New Orleans doctor, Eric George, who decided to start investing in the city in 2006 as his contribution to the post-Katrina recovery. To say Dr. George's faith in New Orleans has been rewarded would be a major understatement. The company's wide range of investments appear to have gone through the roof. As the chief operating officer, what is the day-to-day -day process of running a company like this? Uh, do you have to monitor what goes on at the Windsor Court Hotel? Are you focused mainly on looking for new opportunities of investment? What's the day-to-day -day for you at ERG Enterprises? That's a great question. Uh, the benefit of my job, first of all, because we have such great ent entities and such uh, amazing managers of entities, I really don't get involved with the day-to-day -day operations of the specific assets. So the Windsor Court, for instance, our general manager, David Teich, is fantastic. 
Uh, he runs the day-to-day -day operations, and we're just part of the ownership group. My day-to-day -day job is simply to look for new opportunities and to manage our existing portfolio. Uh, Which is I, much larger than New Orleans, right? It's all over the place, right? <laughs> it's, it's beyond just New Orleans. Uh, we have projects uh, throughout, well, throughout the state, first of all. Nashville, Tennessee, the West Coast. Uh, a bunch of our companies that we've invested in are on the West Coast. Um, the, uh, we, have, we, have a, well, we have a project in Panama, the country in Central America. Don't get out there too often. We have people <laughs> looking after it for us. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> it would be a challenge to get what down there. Barry, what attracts you to an investment? I, you know, sometimes you hear money managers say, I look I like good cash flow or low price earnings multiple. What, um, what grabs you? What we like to look for is two different things. Good partnerships, I think, is the main thing. Having a strong partner that we can uh, trust, that we get along with, is first priority. And secondly, which is also important, but it's probably 1B, is a good project. Uh, I think we've learned that having a good partner on a mediocre deal is probably better than having a bad partner on a good deal. Matt, you own and run a boxing gym on Claiborne Avenue, and you're the inventor of the FlexMit, which we'll get into in a minute. But let's start with you. You're a trained economist. You spent 20 years working with the State Department. A lot of that time, as I understand it, was developing markets in the U.S. for products from the Middle East, like olive oil from Jordan and pomegranate juice from Afghanistan. I have to tell you, that sounds pretty exotic. How did you get from there to a boxing gym on a marginal block of Claiborne Avenue in New Orleans? <laughs> and what does your family think? That's what I want. My family thinks I'm a spy working for the CIA. They don't believe a word I say. But I'm not. Right. Just but to be clear. <laughs> so how did you get there? Did you wake up one morning and have a well, vision about boxing? or? I woke up one morning after doing another 12 hours of spreadsheets and cranking out another report, and I dropped the pencil on the floor, and I had a hard time picking it up. That was when I was 49. I walked into a boxing gym the next week, and I fell in love with it, and I fell in love with a guy that was the trainer there, Fred Cassie, who, by the way, is the owner of Lay Boxer oh, okay. I just manage. He's the boss. I, I ended up coming down here after Katrina. Yeah. Okay, so the, uh, you were, were you in Washington with the State Department? I was Department? in New York. In New York, okay. So I try to stay out of Washington as much okay. as possible. Okay, <laughs> a lot of people say yeah, that. Nowadays. Yeah, no, I, I, all my work has been inside the Beltway, but I stay outside it as much as possible. So, so. when you had this, um, uh, this, this amazing new thought that, and went into the gym, did mm -hmm. you give up the job in the State Department? No, I, I still work occasionally. I, I've been working on my own as an independent consultant for, since 97. Ah. So they hire me when they, they need special expertise. I can see why your family thinks you're in the CIA. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is, uh, this is <laughs> totally right. So you got in better shape yourself. I did. And then what made you want to take it further? Well, I just, I kept getting better. And um, like the, the first day, we, we often train in Audubon Park. So the, f the first day, Fred took me for two miles around Audubon Park. You know, he, he, I was barely making it and I fell. And he, and he kind of, I finally caught up with the group and everybody started laughing. And I, I was like, how do they know that I was so slow? And they, no, they go, you're covered in leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Dead giveaway. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, you know, but it, it takes a persistence and Fred is a very patient teacher. And so uh, Fred just kept working me, working me, working me. And then he had problems with his promoter. He had contractual, I go, well, I know contracts. So yeah. now when you say promoter, this is a different aspect of the, of the gym, right? This is setting up fights? Correct, so Fred is a professional heavyweight boxer. 
He is currently ranked 115th in the world. Whoa. Yeah, something around, uh, I think, 60 in the U.S., something like that. He's the real deal. But and um, does he set up fights against himself? No, no I, set up, oh I set up all his fights. That people that will box against Fred? Correct. Oh, wow, this is great. So we've, you know, since I became his manager, and that's what a manager does, is help set up. Uh, we've been on Showtime, HBO, we've been to London, we've been on, we've had six televised fights since I became his manager. How old is Fred? 35. Wow. 35. This is great. Barrett, what, what kind of pitches do you hear about local investments? That must be actually fascinating. I mean, there's a lot of ideas that, you, you, I guess you're very polite all the time, but some of them just don't make it. Sure. Well, like well so most people think it's, uh, it's, it's like Shark Tank, but yeah. it's not. Um, a lot of times it opens with or initiates with just simply like a brochure or, or pamphlet that somebody wants to send us initial information on. Uh, after, after going through it, if it's something that's interesting, if it's something that we would, uh, would like to be involved in, then we start getting more into the details of, of the, the actual project, the structure of it. But oh, Go ahead. I'm just going to say, what, what level of the investor? Is it like an angel? Well, we participate in all different types of rounds. Uh, we've come in as early as just an idea. Um, and some of our other companies, you know, later where we're just financing growth, essentially. Right. You know, it's already an established company worth $25 million or more, and they just need supplemental cash to, to move it to the next level, to expand offices and whatnot. And what can you do for them when they're, sort of like you're mentioning, they're kind of hitting a plateau? What can you bring? You bring money? Do you also bring management? We bring mostly money. Okay. Uh, we it's a also great thing. If you go to yeah. a party, people <laughs> are always like, yeah, yeah, it, it's, yeah it, it opens a lot of it doors. It does. Really. Um, we, we try to participate if we're needed. You know, we def definitely don't want to get in the way. Um, we've learned that uh, having too many chefs in the kitchen can be a problem. If somebody is good at what they're doing and has a higher level of expertise, then it's best to let them take the reins. Uh, so a lot, of our, a lot of our strength that we bring is our network. You know, having invested in a lot of different projects, we meet a lot of different people with a lot of different strengths. And that often comes into play in new opportunities. You know, simply, oh, uh, I don't know how to do X, somebody would say to us. Well, we have Y partner who knows how to do that. And then we can start bouncing ideas and kind of create a network effect that brings value to what we do. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Barrett Cooper, Chief Operating Officer at the New Orleans investment company ERG Enterprises, and Matt Nussbaum from Le Boxer, a boxing gym on Claiborne Avenue. This is Matt, with the flex mitt, which you actually have brought, uh, brought to the table here today. What, how do we start? How do we just <laughs> discussion of this? So we start with, with Fred again. I had a problem. I have a heavyweight boxer who makes his living training people. And so what we do, we're very, uh, boxing gyms train in different ways. Like if you go to Tidal, some of the bigger classes, they'll set you up on a bag and you swing away. With like a bunch of other guys. With a bunch right? of other guys, when you're swinging on a bag. But for every person that we train, we do intense mitt work. So it's one-on-one, one-on-one, -on -one, and we give a, say in any hour session, maybe 30 minutes of mitt work. And we're doing sessions all day long. Mitt work being two people. So a, mitt, so a basic training tool of a boxing trainer is, is to have a padded mitt, and then you call out shots. And you coordinate and you throw combinations and defensive moves and so forth. So you get the person moving. It's a very fancy form of high-intensity in, high interval training. You get three minutes and go, and then you're on. <laughs> go, 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 go. But it takes its toll uh, as a trainer. And, um, and 
Fred is an active prize fighter. And we got big guys banging on him, and it was, ruined, it was really hurting his shoulders and his elbows. I, I got, had to find ways to take pressure off his shoulders and elbows. So we started, we took dog sticks and paddles and every kind of thing, and, and finally ended up with a, what you see in front of us today, which is an engineered plastic handle. So just visually, it looks sort of like a squash racket from here. Uh. It's, a squash, it's, it's designed to take pressure off the elbows and shoulders, and it, there's a technique that goes along with it. How do I use this? I hold the handle and he punches at the racket part? Or how does this work? So for your radio audience, I am grabbing a handle. That is great. This is, we once had a magician on. <laughs> this, is, this is actually going to be fun. You wouldn't believe how fantastic this thing is. <laughs> Tell us more, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Look into your speaker. So it has a grip, a handle, and a head. And the, the trick is, when a person strikes this, I should get up, but we're all wired in. Right. Your hand kind of acts as a cantilever, a right, fulcrum. Okay. And so when someone punches that, you grip it just at the moment of punch to give them some resistance, and then you let go, and then you lose energy in the system by, by this technique. So it's, it's a very fluid, just like playing a snare drum. Wow. You know, if you had a snare drum and you kept yep. tight wrist, you couldn't get the speed you want. But if you start moving your wrist, then you get the speed, and that's the same thing here. Well, Matt, let me ask you from a business point of view. You've got them here. I guess you use them in the, in the club. Where do you, um, how do you get the word out? Well, it was interesting. It's interesting to hear your, your conversation as well because we went to, for the first round of financing to the minimum order for, for these things was 50 grand, 52 grand, which was more than we had. So friends and family and so forth. But we went to NOLA Angels, I think. Okay, yep. Mike Eckert. And yeah, sure. Guys. He's been a guest. Yeah, yep. yeah. And those guys are great. But having reviewed so many grant proposals and business proposals as my other job, yeah, I could see problems with my proposal as I was <laughs> writing it. So by the time I submitted to, a, you know, to the investors, I'm like, you know, we're not really ready for prime time, but we, you know, we think we have a shot at this. And, they, he, said, and he keeps inviting me around and keeps, uh, is as we progress. So you know, we did some really guerrilla marketing. We, we found some of the top boxing trainers and some of the older guys, which are very staunch, you know, they like, they're set I in their bet, way. Yeah. They've been doing it a certain way a million, yeah, but your elbow hurts and your shoulder hurts, doesn't <laughs> it? He goes, well, yeah, I'm gonna try <laughs> this. And he's like, and, and they, some of the trainers have said they put 10 years of training back in their lives for these things. So really? it's been, a, so some of the older guys have been behind us and now. Are there trade journals? I guess they're. Not, there are, there's Ring Magazine and so forth, yeah. but I, I haven't done all that. It's been, you know, on the phone with coaches and then we have a YouTube channel. So every time I get a new coach trying it, then they can see the different technique. And now we got uh, Coach of the Year, Virgil Hunter, and he, he, he uh, Andre Ward, who's like the pound per pound best boxer, he uses it and shot some video for me, and you know, that that's helped. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that can certainly help. It's but fascinating what you said about the business plan, because that's a struggle oh that yeah. all entrepreneurs go through, oh is balancing you know, the details with what really is just important for the investor to know and making sure you're getting your point across quickly, concisely, but also still comprehensively covering everything that you want to cover. And I know as somebody who's like in the weeds of everything in their project, it's like, oh, I got to include this, that, this, 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 that, everything. Are there some basics though that what should be in a good business plan? Uh, you know, there's no template I've okay. seen that is like standard for everything. Uh, every time we see a new project, a new opportunity, it's always new. I, and I'm an Excel guy, right. so I love to create templates that I can reuse for future. 
it's, it's impossible. Because <laughs> you really have to balance the evaluation. Everything's different. And it's hard There's to var variables that are so outside of the norm for every different project that it's impossible to do. But writing a business plan is one of the more challenging things to do because like you were, you're trying to include everything you can in there, but at the same time, you don't want to be too much of a burden to the investor on the other side to read it because right. ultimately if they're like, this is 500 pages, I'm not going through this. Right. Try, try another way, Barrett. What, uh, are there certain things you see in a business plan that immediately you just put it down and we're not going to go there? <laughs> 500 Honestly, pages. if somebody says <laughs> that's that long, yeah, it's like, hey, we appreciate it, but we don't have the time to yeah. go through this. So really what we want is something that's like a taste to get us interested, to bite on and to get more information after that. But it doesn't need to be all inclusive. But, you know, the main points are, are to get us exciting. Honestly, a lot of that is, you know, finances, uh, history of the individual behind the business. And then I like to joke a little bit of a Pinterest, you know, good pictures and ah, things yeah, that really yeah. catch your eye that are appealing. Uh, and they're all different. Like Matt, for instance, if you said no to him, he would beat you up, right? That would be the, uh, <laughs> that's, no, that's, that? that's what Fred's for. Oh, Fred, I was reading ahead here. Yeah. They, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> hey, and Barrett, I got to ask you a question. Is the, um, you have investments in a couple of things that I would consider kind of contrarian at this point, like uh, the movie business, which has kind of moved out of New Orleans, and then oil and gas, which, uh, yeah. you know, they're having their own telephone now. It's so bad. It's, uh, what, <laughs> what do you, but you're, you're, well, I'm also a contrarian, so it's Okay, that's ironic, what I was right? thinking. Um, I've learned from you guys, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, we're kind of moving out of that. Um, the film industry is a little bit more unique considering that we have these local production companies that are producing their own films. So we're not investing in Disney films, which is a lot of the stuff that has moved on to Atlanta because of higher tax benefits. We're investing with local companies, with local producers, with local mo movie makers. And that industry, although I'm not an expert on it, so don't hold me to this, it has slumped, it has come down a little bit, but there's still an existence of film. And if we're still making money and we're still producing good, good pictures, which is an opinion, right. uh, we're, still, we're still interested in doing those types of projects. And we, we actually have one that's about to start filming pretty soon, I can't go into Is that the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger? That one actually came out a, about a year ago. Okay. That was an interesting. Because I remember, because Arnold Schwarzenegger came to New Orleans, he was a skinny runt, and then he worked with Matt, and then uh, <laughs> yeah. it was, uh, I was so proud of that. They, uh, we, we were proud to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> film. It was the lowest budget Arnold film he's ever made. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. In 1985, <laughs> he did a movie that was a little bit more, but in today's money, it's a lot more, right? But he played the uh, role of a father in a, in a drama in which his daughter was slowly turning into a zombie. Oh, I think <laughs> we've all had that happen. It's called adolescence. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even going to go there. They, uh, you know, Matt, i got to ask you one question before we finish up, though. Is uh, They say boxing is like the best training you can possibly do. I mean, the, the next step of getting in the ring has its own issues. But what is it that, why do they say that? It, it's a good combination of uh, low impact. Unless you get, <laughs> unless you get in the <laughs> ring, okay. Hit the face. That's where the parentheses comes in there. It's, it's very mental. It, it's, it's, so the key to any physical exercise is consistency. I don't care if, if you like to cut down logs, whatever it is you like to do and that's fun to do, do that. Because compared to, to, to really get the benefits, the health benefits from physical activity, you have to be consistent. That's number one. So we try to make it fun. We have a lot of laughs in our gym. We, you know, 
gyms are notoriously full of drama. You know, especially if there's other guys that weigh about the same, they're eyeballing each other across the room, everybody's fronting, and it's, ah, uh, we, we have none of that. We are a drama-free box gym. So. <laughs> that's because of the French name. You that's French it. name, where Fred's easygoing, I'm easygoing, and we just, we, we, we don't take ourselves seriously, but we're serious about the workout and having fun. But, and, and you can have a guy that can run a marathon, but I can gas him out in three minutes because he's not used to the anaerobic use of energy, you know? So can you teach me to use a speed bag like they do in the movies? We got a speed bag. Come oh, on down, Pete. Great. I'm Italian. We were really good at this. Rocky <laughs> Marciano, Graziato. <laughs> For a city the size of New Orleans, there is a surprising amount of business activity going on. Very little of it, however, is more surprising than what we've learned today. We're on the cutting edge of boxing training. There's an investment firm in town with a bold enough outlook to finance businesses as diverse as the economy itself. Barrett and Matt, it is a real pleasure to be with both of you. Thank you for taking the time to join me today and Out to Lunch. It's our pleasure. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Matt Nussbaum, manager of Le Boxer Gym on Claiborne Avenue and inventor of the FlexMit, and Barrett Cooper, chief operating officer of ERG Enterprises. You can find out more about Matt's gym and Barrett's investments by following the links on our websites. It's neworleans.com and wwno.org. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday, with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. And our researcher is Matthew Ellison. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitchell's music is available wherever great jazz is sold, streamed, or stolen, and at MitchellForeman.com. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business, New Orleans style, on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers' Comp. Want the bank named Gambit's best financial institution for 2016? Then you want Whitney Bank, with more than 40 branches in the New Orleans area. So stop by today. Learn more at hancockwhitney.com. Member FDIC.